USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, been a couple weeks because I had Windows 10 brick, my old computer. <laughs> so you're back on a 3.1 now? Um, <laughs> are you using, are you using uh, X, Windows XP? Yeah. <laughs> MS-DOS? Yes. <laughs> He's doing all command line now. <laughs> C colon prompt <laughs> D-I-R enter <laughs> yeah so um how's everyone been I know Good. originally when we were supposed to court record last week Brett wasn't going to be with us because he was at a concert uh, great show by the way awesome and I end up frustrated because Microsoft told me well your your computer wasn't compatible then why'd you push Windows 10? That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I should have ran a compatibility check at least to see if it was could run. I it. would think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it would have passed. Mm. I, I'm almost positive it would have passed, but oh well. Um, let's see. Where do we start? Well, let's start with comics. Yeah, some exciting news uh, from uh, DC. Um, they're bringing out the uh, long dormant uh, Wildstorm line uh, being relaunched in 2017. And um, Warren Ellis is going to be at the helm. Um, it's going to be an imprint uh, similar to DC's deal with the uh, Gerard Way for Young Animal, which I think um, has, um, oh my gosh, Do Patrol okay. uh, right now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not sure other, I'm not sure what other comics are under that. Uh, uh, they got um, imprint. Yeah, the- Carson has a cybernetic eye or something like that. Okay. If this, uh, if this show was smell vision we would have smelled a brain fart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have Shade the Changing Girl. Okay, that's on that imprint, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple others, too. Yeah, yeah it's going to start out with an ongoing monthly. Uh, this is called The Wild Storm, uh, written by Ellis, and... Um, Clean room artist John Davis um, Hunt. Um, it's debuting in February. It'll have rebooted versions of um, Grifter, Voodoo, The Engineer, uh, Jenny Sparks, and uh, some other characters as well from the different Wildstorm books, which I'm glad to see that they're bringing back because after the New 52, they kind of uh, ruined them. went by the wayside and yeah, ruined them with yeah. the Stormwatch. I, yeah, I'm pretty well, excited about this. What yeah. didn't the New 52 ruin? Yeah. Um, I like the um, dark, the Justice League dark and yeah, uh, Justice League dark. Yeah. Actually, yeah, const- uh, yeah, and Swamp um, Thing was pretty good. Swamp Thing, Animal Man was good. Yeah. Uh, there was there was actually a couple of decent things out of there. More of yeah. like the uh, the fringe stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not any of the main characters. <laughs> main characters they kind of ruined. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's also going to be curating other titles for the line, including Wildcats, uh, Zealot, and Michael Cray, the weir- real name of Wildstorm character Deathblow. Deathblow. So that's that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. Well, that's cool. doing Wildstorm. That just fills yeah. me with excitement. That's, that sounds awesome. It really does. Yeah. I cannot wait to read these. Yeah, I just read the graphic novel that he did of uh, his um, run on Wildcats. That was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it'll be a good for a DC, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Dynamite has acquired the license to publish comics based on Charmed. Hey, boy. Yeah. What are they going to do, like, um, what they did with Buffy or what? Are they going to go, like, by seasons? Like, I don't know. Pick up where they left off or not? See, I, see th- this was a shock to me. I didn't know that Char- the Charmed license was previously held by Zenoscope. And either. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Which seems odd for Zenoscope. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's, you know, it's a book about three female witches, so. Yeah, that's kind of up their alley. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was there more of the the fairy tales and stuff like that. Not really more modern day stuff, I guess. More exotic. Yeah, but I think what's more interesting is that Dynamite is also going to be coming out with a new Mighty Mouse series. I saw that. Here he comes to save the day. And it will mark the character's return to comics after 30 years away. Wow. Which I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize there hasn't been a Mighty Mouse comic in that long. It's a high school for us. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? For sophomore, sophomore year? Well, sophomore year for me. That would be... Freshman? Actually... Eighth grade? Freshman, eighth grade, somewhere around there, yeah. I think uh, they've got a couple of... Uh, I like some of Dynamite's titles. They've got the um, rights to uh, the Dresden Files yeah. uh, by Jim Butcher, yeah. so they've, they've released some um, comic books based on his books and things like that. Yeah. Well, They've been good. Uh, here, here's the press release. Dynamite Entertainment announces license with CBS Consumer Products to revive evergreen television properties. Mighty Mouse and Charmed return in all new all new comic book series in 2017. Um, Dynamite and CBS Consumer Products announced today a new license agreement for two classic properties from the rich history of television, the animated legend Mighty Mouse and the hit 90s series Charmed. And of course, there's still more. Wow. It's going to be Mighty Mouse's 75th anniversary next year. Wow. That's awesome. It came out. Yeah. That's awesome. As a parody of another cape and cowl hero introduced a few years earlier. Hmm. I wonder who. Yeah. (laughs) Batman? (laughs) It could be. (laughs) Wonder Woman? So, well, of course, we know the CW has started their shows this week. Uh, Flash is out. Arrow came out uh, Wednesday as we're recording this. And then Thursday, Legends of Tomorrow comes out. Um, Flash is very good. I'm wearing my uh, Flash shirt in honor. Yeah, debut. So uh, I have a CW um, hero box coming. Nice. That that we'll we'll talk about on the show and will be probably the new video on our Weebie Geeks Declassified YouTube channel. Our absolutely renamed 
YouTube channel. We will be putting stuff up there shortly. Yep. I've already got a couple of things I want to put up. Sweet. Once we actually learn how to uh, edit videos. <laughs> it's the new, the new progression. Well, I'm also getting a villain's box from uh, Hero Box, which will come out around Halloween. So I'm excited for that one. And they also announced to a Doctor Strange box. And, Ooh, nice. and with these boxes, it's, um, they have both gold and silver edition boxes. So gold edition, you're going to pay more, but you're going to get more. That's the one that you're guaranteed $70 worth. Wait, let me double check. So I could be wrong. While you're doing that, did you guys catch the, uh, oh, Mike hasn't seen it, but, uh, did you catch the, uh, trailers for Doctor Strange during Flash? Yes. Mm. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved, uh, him with the cloak where he, uh, had it levitating towards him. Oh, yeah. See in the comics, it looks sweet. Can't oh, wait for I that movie. Wait. I know. I cannot wait for that movie. I love Doctor Strange. Mm. It's, it's going to be interesting. So, the, the hero box, uh, like I said, I got the CW1 coming, um, and they're offering gold and silver edition of Doctor Strange, the villains, and uh, the legends of CW. Gold is $69. Silver is $49. But for $49, you're guaranteed $70 or more of merch. For the $69 one, you're guaranteed hundred value of $100 plus. So, like with the villains box, it's going to be, um, here's a write up of it. Do you have an evil streak? Do you yearn to bring the universe under your whim to answer your beck and call? I do, actually. Yes. Then you are in luck because we now have the villains box stuffed with the most despicable gear from Marvel and DC. And they're showing like a Joker t shirt. Um, a silicone mold that looks like Joker and, and Harley and maybe some word, word action words. Uh, a cup, a Funko, a keychain, a wallet, a couple buttons, uh, some socks, like reverse flash shot socks. God, I can't talk. And of course, and of course, you know, it's going to vary. You know, stuff I might get in my box might be different from, say, whatever you guys get. Um, so you still got time to order this box because it will ship October 27th. So let me know if either one of you two guys decide to get one of these. Uh, and of course you can always click on the superhero stuff link on the website. Um, there's one for hero box that takes you right to the hero box page. Uh, and of course, you know, if you click on one of those links and, and purchase a box, it, we get a little kickback, costs you nothing extra, and it helps the show. Just like if you go to the Comic Bento link. And remember this month, there's a book in there that's worth a hardcover book that's worth 25 bucks. You can also go to Amazon and get get stuff too. And that helps us out. Um, but the Doctor Strange box, this one's cool too. Um, this one's going to ship August, uh, October 26th. And it's, what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? That in one reality you own a box filled with Doctor Strange gear. What if I told you 
that what if I told you that reality could be this one? Bend the fabric of reality and get your Eye of Agamotto approved box now. And same thing, like Doctor Strange box uh, socks are, are shown. Um, a, looks like a, a, gla- a glass tumbler, um, another Funko a t-shirt, a knit hat. And, of course, all of this could change. Yeah. You're going to get a box filled with Doctor Strange stuff. What all's in it can vary from box to box. And uh, the box that I just got myself is, or that's coming, is the Legends of CW box. Gear up for another exciting season of DC TV shows. What happens during Flashpoint? How will Supergirl join the Arrowverse? What's going on with Olicity? It's a mystery just like the contents of this legendary DC mystery box. Filled with products from your favorite TV shows. And they're showing a bunch of stuff too, like a decal, flash socks, a couple buttons, a, a Hawkman Funko, glass, uh, a couple keychains, maybe a lanyard, uh, reverse flash t shirt. So it'll be cool. I have to see it. And of course, uh, they've got a bunch of other boxes listed that you could pick from uh, Thor. Green Lantern. Uh, Star Trek has a gold and silver box. Uh, Batman, Captain America, which I have gotten in the past and done a video of. Uh, Daredevil, Deadpool. Ooh, Deadpool. <laughs> uh, the Flash, Hulk, Iron Man, Nightwing, slash Robin, uh, also gold and silver. Uh, Punisher, Spider-Man, Star Wars, which I got their gold and silver one for uh, Force Awakens. Superman and Wonder Woman, which we got last year for Zoe for her birthday. So, some cool stuff. So, why did I bring up the Hero Box and Legends of CW? Because, as I was saying, a show started this week, and um, Comic Book Resources, or now CBR.com, they gave us a list of DC's, DC TV's best and worst costumes, and they're ranked. So we'll we'll start uh, number fifteen, the Adam. Yeah, I have to agree with everything they uh, say about that about it being a Iron Man ripoff. <laughs> not a very good one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 It's not what I was expecting for the Adam. No, not at all. So. I love a rejected Iron Man suit. Possibly something Tony Stark would pawn off to Rhodey or even Happy Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I, kind, I understand kind of what they were maybe trying to go for, but I don't think it worked. Yeah. To, to modernize the look, it's too armored. Yeah. Yeah. But not even like fully armored. It looks like that visor and stuff. If, yeah, if they, I don't mind the helmet if they made the rest of the suit similar to like the Flash's suit. Yeah, see, to me, it kind of looks like something you'd see in like a futuristic sports movie or something. <laughs> Starship yeah. Troopers. Yeah, exactly. It's something like out of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely Starship Troopers. Uh, number fourteen, they have the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I don't, I. I liked it. I, I liked how they gave it the the feel from the cartoons, the comics, and, and, and even the the later version from the comics. Not not yeah, like not like the original 
look at the Marvin Man, or Marvin Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, <laughs> where he he wore what blue pants? Not even pants. Right, <laughs> they were shorts. Blue, shorts. blue underwear. Yeah, and it had like a round head. Yeah, and yeah. and the X straps, the cross yeah. straps. Although I don't know, I've always liked the Martian, the Martian Manhunter. I almost said Marvin as well. <laughs> but when you think about his costume, it, yeah, it is kind of yeah. weird. I think yeah, it's but... more budget because that's that's a tough character to <laughs> yeah you have to CGI it. That's why they don't show him all that often, right? So but, be tough. but you know, I think they nailed it though. I I thought they they honored the the comic look really good. Yeah, uh, I do. I think so, and I think they did the best they could. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it to all the other costumes, like they do on this list, yeah, yeah I would definitely put it near the bottom. Okay, Black Canary. Yeah, yeah. This is to me. This is one of those. I think they, um, what you call it? They uh, didn't stay true to the to the look. Uh, they 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 almost too modernized it. Whereas I think if yeah. they if they kind of had done what they did with Canary in um, Birds of Prey, it might have been a little better. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was hoping to see Laurel in in the fishnet stockings. <laughs> I think everybody was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. so. but even the the blue costume that she had in the '90s would have been. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was still still closer to the the comic look. Yeah. Not not what they did here. And then, okay, I don't mind the the domino mask, mm-hmm. but I mean, at this point in time, does every character have to have a mask? Yeah. Canary never had one. Yeah, really. Or if she did, it wasn't that severe. Mm. She always had a wig, because she always wore a wig. I think her original, her normal hair color was dark. Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, number 12 is Superman. Yeah, so the, yeah. looking at that picture, the, what is going on with his cape? That's why I'm, I don't like the way that the cape is held on. Yeah. No. Those giant straps on his shoulders. It's really weird looking. I mean, yeah. the, the only thing that, that looks similar to the movie is the blue suit itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the rest of it, uh, no. I think the guy that plays him looks pretty good in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the last time we talked about Superman and Supergirl, everything they showed in the first couple episodes was footage from the movies, mm. you know, from Man of Steel. But now they're showing us a Superman who's not Cable, and it's like, okay, so did the exact same scenario happen? But in this universe, just to justify that with DC that, oh, it's a multiverse and the actions of the movies are in a different are on a different earth. So, um, yeah, they, I love how they say Superman suit comes off a little more awkward. Yeah, it could be the it could be the choice to remove those oh so important red undies, but there's something about Soup's costume on this show that reminds us that of something from a Nike catalog. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Otherwise, it's not it's not bad and stays true to the Man of Steel. Definitely more than Nicolas Cage's rainbow suit from Tim Burton's canceled Death of Superman film. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything could have been worse than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, number 11. Well, obviously something's worse than that. They got Canary. No, I mean Man- uh, the cages. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, number eleven is Arsenal. Red Arrow slash Arsenal. I actually have no opinion on this whatsoever. I don't because I think in the comics, even their comics are their costumes are pretty much exactly alike, only different colors. So pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that this, but in the show, they're almost completely different. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Um, number ten, Captain Cold and Heat Wave. It. I kind of like Cold when he was when he wore the winter jacket with the yeah. with the fur hood. I'm like, okay, this is closer. But when he when they went away from that, I'm like, eh. yeah, I don't know if they necessarily have like costumes on the show, really. That's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Rip Hunter. I think he's got a pretty sweet uh, costume. Yeah, I kind of like his look. It, it's almost like uh, Doctor Who meets uh, another uh, Doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> White Canary in at number eight. I got no complaints. Yeah, I, the character I don't I don't know about, but the costume's fine. <laughs> uh, she's kind of grown on me, I must say. Yeah. But yeah, the, the costume's not bad, mm. and she doesn't wear it half the time. No, no, she doesn't. Usually, they're undercover for some some reason or other. Yeah. yeah. Number seven, Killer Frost. Uh, see, I kind of like that costume. I do too. Well, the, I thought she looked pretty good. See, the, the, we're getting into the middle of the pack. It's not exactly the worst, but it's not yeah. the best. That's, so, yeah, number seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that works. Number six, Green Arrow. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to go with like the longbow hunter. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just curious to know when are they going to have him grow his hair out to give that question. look. Now I liked from Legends of Tomorrow where he had the curled, curled goatee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As an, I, I, I hope he got. I wish they'd get to that too. Yeah, I'm glad they um, brought that back in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five. See, I think these could have been further down the list. Yeah, I would put them further down the list. And that's hot girl. Like them, hot girl, hot man. It, they look yeah. they look better in Smallville than they did in this. Yeah, and I really so. don't like their characters either. So probably <laughs> I like it too. I liked it from the cartoons, but yeah, that oh, was yeah, the like cartoons. A, just like yeah, that was the cartoons. Uh, number four, Firestorm. And, I like, uh, that they I like what they did. And yeah. is, isn't it funny whether it was with Ronnie or with um, who it is now? On uh, or Je- Jefferson, yeah. the costume is the same, mm. essentially the same look, and I and I love how it's got that rocketeer esque feel to it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a throwback to the original the the comics with the the yellow and the red. Yeah, yeah. and and the um device it, on the front. It actually it's a really good um real world rendition of the comics costume. I think. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the only, the they, only, they changed just enough, but kept just enough. The only, th- the only thing missing is like the the mask. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, number three is the Flash. I love his costume. Yeah, See? I love that they when they uh, changed the the center. Yeah, yeah. So to white yeah. symbol the white. Yeah. So the red. Um. Do you guys think it could have been a little higher on the list instead of number three? Yep. Like number two or number one or three or like uh, four up. Well, seeing, seeing the next two, um, I think Deathstroke, I would agree. I, I would leave at number two. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that it it is very Perez-esque. It, it's almost like a modern version of the Perez costume. I think because I've never been that big on his costume personally, but mm-hmm. I think his mask kind of looks like a hockey mask. Yeah, that's something. The helmet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but see, this is where I would swap three and one. Number one, Supergirl. See, I would put Flash at number one and bump Supergirl to two and Deathstroke to three. I could go with that. I can do that as well. I, I like uh, Supergirl. Definitely has a great uh, costume. Yeah. I loved that uh, in the first episode when she was going through the different. Oh yeah, different looks. she had <laughs> yeah. the uh, the short skirt like the one in the the comics. Yeah, and uh, the halter top. Well, I love how is that the one where she's wearing the yellow headband as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. From the from the eighties. Yeah. I, I definitely think this is the way it should have gone with the Superman costume. Yeah, yeah, because her um, cape looks a lot better. Yeah, yeah, the humongous straps that Supes has got on. It doesn't look ridiculous <sighs> like Superman. Yeah, right. Well, e- even even from the from the DC movies, her costume still looks a little better than Cable's. Mm. You, I'm sorry, you gotta have the red trunks in her. Well, maybe they made it that way on purpose so you wouldn't say you wouldn't forget that it's Supergirl show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> could be. Could be. I'm I'm still kind of worried about it. We'll see how it is, but it looks like uh, Superman's going to be playing like a huge uh, part in it, which I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, there there were four comments on uh, on this article. Uh, one guy goes, "How could you miss out? How could you miss out the red tornado or turdnado? Turdnado. <laughs> that was a really ugly costume." Yeah. Uh, someone else says, "Don't think Deathstroke should be that high on the on the list." Yes, his suit looked good, but his mask makes it look like he was going off to play hockey. <laughs> That's not, yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's like um, reverse flash. I thought yeah. his was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. Uh, screw you. I love John's appearance. And then wait a minute. You yeah. judge John, John Jones solely on his makeup, and this is supposed to be a costume ranking list. I see your point on his makeup, but his costume is one of the things I liked about the abrupt most. I liked the most about the character. And he he sure deserves better than Killer Frost. Evil Caitlin's blue lips and pale skin look way too cheap, and her costume is even worse than Laurel's. Wow. What about Wildcat? I think Wildcat should have been on the list. Yeah. I mean, when they showed showed his costume, Mm. finally with the mask. Uh, Who else was on that was... Trying to think of some others. Trickster, Chris. Constantine was good, yeah. Trickster. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Especially when they brought back Hamill's trickster. Yep. Uh, I think uh, Gorilla Grodd's costume was pretty good. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was CG. If you're going to say that, then Killer Shark. Oh, yeah. Or King Shark. King Shark, yeah. That that was awesome. (laughs) They definitely used uh, their their budget well on. on Yeah. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they went there. That was awesome. That That was... Yeah. That was pretty I love cool. the uh, flashback or the callbacks to it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what about uh, over on the Netflix side of things? I know uh, Daredevil. I love uh, his. You no, know, his his costume is good, but I almost like the look look of Affleck's Daredevil costume just a bit more. I think I think I think his helmet was better. His his mask was a little better. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but it just stopped a bullet at a point blank range. <laughs> <laughs> they they could have taken it and made and given it that that same look. Yeah, there hasn't really been anybody on their the street level characters don't really have no. costumes. Yeah. Just the one that they showed in Jessica Jones that Patsy had designed for, oh, yeah. or or her mom had designed for. Oh uh, yeah, that was awesome. Nice nod back to the comic. That was. But, I love that. Um, somebody put which one of you guys put up the story about the Punisher? That was me. So I was so. going to say, what do you guys think of the Punisher's costume? That <laughs> was all of it. I thought they did a good job on that. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and, it only came out at the last the last episode. Yeah. The spray paint. Well, that's all right, because we know there's going to be a Punisher show, uh, so we'll see more of it. And it looks like they have already started filming the show. It has begun filming. So now... There's an article on Movie Pilot about how they just started filming, and they think that there's a good chance we might see the Punisher show up in 2017, and we might actually get three Netflix shows next year. Well, we know we know uh, Iron Fist is coming out March 17th, right? So that's I think that, uh, Daredevil's not going to be till 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think, th- I think that, that was already okay announced, though. That. Yeah. I, I'm kind of okay already... with that. It's kind of like get a little break from it. Let some of the other characters show for a while. Yeah. We'll see the Defenders anyways. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're getting the Defenders next year, so he'll be on that. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's casting news, too, that casting's underway for Punisher sidekick Microchip. Oh, nice. So... He's gonna have the war wagon. Oh, I hope so. Gotta, I hope so. He's gotta have the war wagon. I think he was building that. I think uh, t- towards the end of Daredevil, I thought he was like putting stuff into I something. Think, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, John Bernthal was supposed to be at Comic uh, New York Comic Con this week for the entire thing, but now it's only going to be there Saturday and Sunday because of filming. Yeah. So I saw him at uh, Motor City. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I didn't get to meet him because I was in about to pay a hundred and some odd bucks or whatever that he was asking for. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we've talked about this before about, what was it, cosplayers being paid to be there? <laughs> I saw, did y'all see the, did, did y'all see, see the article talking about how celebrity like Norman Reedus pulls in over roughly like 500,000 a year just from conventions? Wow. 
I did not see that. I was uh, talking to George Perez after he recently got um, fired off of the Superman book at uh, the Motor City Comic Con, and he said he was making more money doing cons than he did writing uh, or drawing comics. So yeah, I, I could see they could make uh, some some money off of that stuff. Yeah. So Especially when you're uh, like seventy bucks a pop. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and then if you do like commissions and stuff. So, so thing about this, if they charge, they charge convent. So, like Norman Reedus, say he charges fifty fifty thousand bucks to a convention for the appearance, right? And then with that, they pay his flight, they pay his hotel. Of course, they feed him at the show. He charges fifty to a hundred bucks for his autograph, in which the convention sees maybe ten bucks out of that. So the rest of that's going back in his pocket. Are you are you kidding me? Make more money doing doing a season of convention work than you do on your than an episode of, of a TV show? <laughs> that's insane. Yep. I mean, even, even fans. Stephen yeah. Stephen Amell even made comment about that. I, I I should have put the article in in the show notes, but I remember seeing that. I'm like, no. I wonder if I could find it. Uh, tell you what, let's move on to the next story. I'm gonna see if I can find the story, this one. All right, what are we doing next? Uh, gears, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Want to take it? Sure. Let me just... There we go. Hold on. <laughs> I had to find it. Yeah, Microsoft's uh, fans of the Gears of War franchise on the Xbox um, will be happy to know that the video game franchise is heading to the big screen. Yeah, um, we know We know. Uh, Gears of War 4 is coming out soon. Yep. And uh, the film adaptation announced during the live stream for the upcoming release of that said Gears of War 4 is it being developed with the Universal Pictures under the eye of veteran producer Scott Stuber from Ted and the Kingdom and Dylan Clark, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, it's been rumored uh, for years that it's going to be coming out, but I guess finally it's going to be uh, actually happening. That'll be an uh, interesting movie. Yeah, whether it's going to take um, place or have the story built into it from the games or not. Uh, they're unclear as uh, right now as what the story is actually going to be, um, whether it's going to be an adaptation or if it's going to be uh, all new stories set in the same universe. Yeah, with, maybe with different characters and such. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know if, how fans would feel about it, though, because I think they're kind of attached to the, to the main character because I think he's been through all four games, hasn't he? Is he going to be in the new one? I'm not sure. I haven't. I only played the first couple. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know because they might. The fans might be up for seeing some. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of like like with uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. Like they can you know, like doing like a different aspect of the the war. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I just want to see that uh, chainsaw machine gun uh, in action. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they're sawing off limbs with your with your gun. Mm, yeah, I wonder what I wonder what it'll be rated. I would think it would be R, but I don't know. I would think so too. So the even the the games are adults. Yeah. So. But you know how a lot of times they're like, oh, we want to get a younger audience in, so we'll right. tone it down. That would but be... hopefully, hopefully a younger audience isn't playing the game <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I know, right? Should be playing it in the first place. <laughs> They have the readings for a reason, folks. Yep. yep. I'm not yeah, fired. You know how it goes. 
I'm not finding it. Oh, what else would be in it? Um, I thought the Suicide Squad one was interesting, too. They're doing sort of like uh, Batman Heart Superman with the extended cut. Mm, that trailer is terrible, though. Let's watch that. Yeah, well... I don't know. I haven't seen the extended Batman versus Superman because mm. I don't want to sit through it again. But uh, <laughs> even long, even longer this time. Yeah, even longer. Ugh. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like Suicide Squad. It wasn't bad. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. But maybe the extended cut might make that one better. I might I might have to give that a shot. It says, it says it adds an extra thirteen minutes to the running time. That's not bad. No. As opposed to movies where they had like hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 A three hour version of Batman versus Superman. That gives me a headache. <sighs> Unfortunate. Unfortunately, I watched it. Yeah, unfortunately. Did it make it any better or not? No. <laughs> no, I'm like. See, that's the only version you saw, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh. Still, again, it still didn't make it any better. No, yeah. So that tells me that I don't need to see the extended version. I don't know. Any of those, any of the Superman movies or or that one? Yeah. I think the only uh, Batman one that I own, I think, is Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I have the first, I have that one, and I have uh, Batman Begins. No. I think, I think, no, I've only got, I got Batman Begins. No, I got Batman Begins. I don't have the second one, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. Oh, that's the one I've got with uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Returns is the last one. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not finding that story. Oh, well, it's not important at this point. I just remember seeing it, and I was like, no way. Speaking of which, did you guys see the new um, Logan uh, yeah. poster? Yeah. Yeah. Else, um, I'm looking kind of forward to that. I wonder if it's going to be the old man. Uh, everybody's wanting to see an old man. Yeah, old man uh, Logan, Logan movie. Uh, I would it kind of that. looks like that. Did you see, you know how the posters got him holding uh, a child's hand? Yeah. Did you see the thing that Ryan Reynolds put out as Deadpool? No, no it is. <laughs> Remember the scene in Deadpool where he cuts off his hand and he's got the little baby oh, hand? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, that was me holding Logan's hand. <laughs> it was awesome. That's great. <laughs> ah, that movie's so good. I hope it's uh, Dakin or uh, X-23. Yeah. I actually really like X-23 as... Uh, I do, too. And they all knew Wolverine. I like that. I like that. I really like... Yeah. She's really... They're doing a good job with that one. I love the sister, too. The what? Go ahead. Sister. Oh, Gabby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. was going to be so bummed if they would have killed her off. I know. I she was hilarious. Because they had killed her, and then, well, they thought they had killed her, and I was like, uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's been out for a few weeks now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, cool, she's not dead. Yeah. How about the um, new Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, was it Stranger Tides? Or Dead Man Tell No Tales poster? Yeah. Yeah, that that actually, one. Uh, teaser too. That that poster's not bad. Yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on the pirates movies. Though. Yeah. Well, th- I think this one's hopefully it's the last. Uh, but the, this one should be if they if they stay close to <clears throat> the inspiration that you know Dead Man Tell No Tell's book. It it should it should be fairly decent. Is there a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, book of that, or um, that Ben Tell Tales was a book? No, it, it, it's a uh, it's inspired by. Oh, let me find it. Okay. What was that? I don't know. Somebody drop. 
Yeah, we lost Derek. Oh man, that hasn't happened in a long time. No, and I'm the one. I'm the one in dealing with the hurricane. Right. I just talked to my dad. He's uh, cleared out. He's uh, uh by he's in uh, Sebastian. Wow. Yeah. In the ocean. It, it's this. This is gonna be an interesting storm. Yeah, I said it was like 130 mile an hour winds. Yeah, it's a it's a Cat Four. But the uh, did you see the picture from space of the storm? It looks like a an evil skull head. Jeez. And and Melissa said that she saw at uh, okay. What happened to my my contacts? Is this do something scary? No, no, I got it back. Okay. Um, Derek said his computer just did a restart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, um, but she said she was looking on a on the app Dark Sky, and she said the storm almost looked like a head with devil horns. Oh, jeez. They're they're calling this thing a monster. Yeah, and unfortunately, he's uh, he's left the but his his home's in a they have a in a mobile home park down uh, there. The one in I think he had in two thousand five. I think they he said they lost like hundred trailers during that one. Oh, that was uh, two thousand four with Charlie. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I'll tell you, new computers kind of digging it. Nice recording this show, able to surf the internet at the same time. I didn't haven't gotten that uh, like we used to when we tried it before in pre-shows where all of a sudden it's nice and clean. So, and, and this computer is designed for video production as well, off the shelf. I mean, low end. I mean, a low end. Um, but let's see. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, is... Oh, it's been a long week. I've had two sound check. I've had a, I had a sound check at 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday at work. Gosh. Wow. Um, they start? Well, it was our normal day off, so we did it before park opened. So we were, we were done by 6... Um, but we couldn't leave until six thirty, uh, till eleven thirty. Uh, but that, new, but this new group's uh, started to the, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday the fifth. So, so do uh, they have like uh, they stay there for like weeks and or how, um, how does that work? These guys are here for about twenty days, and then they'll come back after uh, after the holidays or like January fifth. They'll be back. And it's a group called Bodactin, B O D H apostrophe A K T A N. It's a French Canadian version of Floggy Molly. Okay. And they're pretty. They're pretty killer. Nice. Pretty killer. Yeah. Four hour sound check. Wow. Um. Well, they didn't get there till three. We were at two, so we had to do some setup because we had changeover from the group before. Okay. So. So yeah. they bring their own instruments and stuff. Do you guys have like your own speakers and stuff like that, or? Yep. Yep. We have our own setup. Our, um. They they supply their. We supply the PA. They supply their instruments, and okay. this particular instance, they also supplied their own in-ear monitors, so that made things a lot easier for us. So we don't have to mess with that. So I'm assuming you have to mess we with ha- the packs and stuff. Uh, we have to make sure the frequencies are are cool. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, yeah, it's interesting banter we got going on here while we're waiting for Derek to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's. Let's check the the news sheets on uh, on um, Facebook to see if there's any other new news. 
I hang out with uh, the sound guy at work or at uh, church when I work there. And oh, that's he, uh, cool. has to do all the adjusting of the sound, and they've got yeah. sound packs, and he's got to make sure that everybody's levels are okay in, each, in everybody's ears and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... I mean, it, it's it's not an easy gig. I mean, I, I, as you see from them, I mean, y- you guys get lucky doing the the show write ups each week, you know. Whereas I'm the one actually editing the show. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, thankfully I did get the training in it, and and I do have a a natural ability. Well, I feel like I have natural ability to do it. It's you, you gotta have the heart to do it. Um, yeah, anyone can do it, but not everyone can do it well. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the challenge. It's like right now the theory and stuff. Yeah. Well, and even even then, when it gets to the point, you're, you're doing it when you do it. So I mean, I've been I've been in the I've been doing audio twenty four years. I've been in the industry twenty or thirty years. So, I mean, it's it's one of those, um, and of course, I've been at Disney 18. When you're mixing, it's one of those, you you know, you don't think about the theory anymore. You're just going, okay, I know this is what I got to do for it to sound right and, and how to make it sound right um, in common practice. I mean, it's the same thing when I when I edit this show or, or any of the shows we do on that I'm involved with on the network. Um, I, I know the specific sound. I mean, for a while, it's like, okay, this take me a while. And then I, then I learned about uh, a couple tips and tricks to help make things a little easier on different levels. And from there, it's like, but like the, the dynamics, I know what I'm looking for, for, um, for other stuff. It's like, I disagree with iTunes with, they have this new measurement called LUFS loudness units full full scale mm. and and they say oh your show you know all music on iTunes needs to be at minus 16 luffs okay well you you plug it if you have your iPod or iPhone at full plug it into a car radio you still gotta crank it up on the car radio and then when you go back to your radio you can blare yourself out because the radio is too loud mm-hmm. whereas forget luffs I'm looking at dBs, and I'm going to take my show louder, which love-wise, instead of minus 16, I ended up at like minus 11, minus 7, something like that. But when you go back to the radio, I'm almost at the same level. I almost have our show at the same level as their car stereo. So... I mean, I'm close. Having to mess around with each each one you go on. So when you go back and forth, I'm not going to kill you. So... Um, so yeah, that's what we have there. So I don't think we're getting Derek back. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I haven't and, seen you text from him. Okay. I, I got to share this story. I saw this real quick. Um, over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, we used the, a song from a group called the Shazbots. Well, apparently they have, um, they have on their Facebook page, it says presenting the Emmy winning production team of where the Shazbots from Kickstarter all the way to the Emmy awards, this team and everyone else who worked on our TV show can't be stopped. They're literally the best in the biz. So if you haven't seen our show, hop on our website and order a copy today, www.theshazbots.com. So apparently they won a Emmy 
for something. Nice. So congrats. Yeah, that's a uh, great name. Yeah. Well, you, you, you've heard the song we do over there, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's for our new comic book day. It's... So, um, okay, here's a story I just found. I need this. I need probably save this for Wookiee Radio as well. Star Wars Land Update. How Stormtrooper Battle Escape will be different from every other ride. How's this sound? How's that for a title? So, how do you think it's going to be different? Just your guess. Climbing? No. Let me find my. I gotta find that. How about they're saying you'll be able to leave the ride car mid ride? Wow. So here it is. As construction of Star Wars, Star Wars land has gone vertical in Anaheim, we are beginning to learn more information about the Disneyland's upcoming immersive spaceport experience. Uh, of course, this is going to be this similar ride to. We will have a ride very similar to it here in Florida as well. Um, the word has it that the Stormtrooper Battle Escape ride will involve you having to abandon your ride, your, your ride vehicle mid-ride and make a run for it away from the oncoming First Order Stormtroopers. All this... Escape ride? Yeah. Uh, visitors will be guided through a long plot filled will be guided through long plot filled stories that will take them through multiple environments before they board their ride vehicles. In the case of the Millennium Falcon ride, codenamed Big Bird at WDI, um, the experience would involve moving between multiple pre-show theaters, setting up the plot and what task you to complete. What task you must complete once you board the Falcon to launch into space. And if you fail at your assigned assigned tasks, a a happy ending is not guaranteed. They kill (laughs) you. Oh, no. Um, You have failed. So, in regards to Stormtrooper Battle Escape Ride... um, WDI wants you to, which is Walt Disney Imagineering, uh, wants you to rush into your wireless and trackless vehicle and board it and then disembark and reboard the vehicles on different levels of the same massive ride building several times during the course of a long experience. All while under the attack by, all while under attack by stormtroopers. The pit currently being dug deep into the ground on the Alcatraz site is required for the elevator mechanism that will make the multi-level ride possible. Imagine riding Pirates of the Caribbean, but getting off your boat in the caverns to explore skeletal remains. Get back into your boat quickly when you hear Barbosa attacking the fort. Sail along until you get out of your boat a second time in the auction scene to interact with the panicky townsfolk for a while. Then reboard your boat quickly when the fire breaks out to escape by sailing through the ride's finale. Uh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> oh, but to be thrown into the movie like that? Yeah, would be cool. Yeah. Um, how they're going to make that work to have make everybody go back into the ride at the right times and things like that? I don't know. Yeah, going to be a lot of logistics. <laughs> well, new update from Derek. The computer's doing an update. <laughs> Rumble. I'll just tell him we're going to wrap. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to 
explain how it's going to have different stuff than you guys will at uh, in Florida then? Um, they're supposed to be similar. Okay. Um, I mean, like, we our Tower of Terror is different than their Tower of Terror. Well, now, before they've changed it to a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. I mean, the, the building the buildings weren't exactly the same, but they were similar. It's like, is our, uh, our It's a Small World is slightly different than their It's a Small World. Because okay. their It's a Small World, you, when you get, before you go, I think you board the cars outside the building. And then you go into the building where with us, you go into the ride building, the show building, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're under roof the whole time. Yep. So we're going down there. Um, so yeah, there, there's so a few. So they started construction down there? Yeah. Yeah. We're at studios. So. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting. When's it supposed to open? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay. maybe 18. Okay. So it's going to have a couple years to go then. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a while. But they still got to open Avatar at Animal Kingdom. Which <laughs> I still why, don't understand that. <laughs> why they've done it, I don't know. Right. So, well, I'm not finding anything else. Um, I'm forward to all the new shows starting up. Yeah. 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 Go tonight. Um, Legends tomorrow, and then of course next week. Um, Monday is Supergirl. Monday is Supergirl, and I don't know if if this is going to be the last season of um, Big Bang Theory. It's not too bad. Hmm. I mean, the the first episode started pretty good. Um, I think the last two episodes have been kind of slow. The the highlight I I found of. of this past of this week's episode was the fact that Sheldon drinks a an energy drink that's pushed on him by a by the Flash that's a figment of his imagination. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, all the superheroes take the drink this. Was it actually uh, Grant Gustin? No, no, it, okay. it was a fake Flash, and it it was almost like a latex suit. <laughs> it, it, it was a horrible outfit. It really was. It really was. So, um, you know what? I'll, I'm going to bring this one up real quick. I did find one more story. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did you hear about this? The, about the director? <laughs> well, apparently, the director, um, who's being played by Jason O'Mara, is playing Jeffrey Mace. Name sound familiar? No, I'd have to Google it. Uh, hero name is the Patriot. Okay, gotcha. So, um, so we're getting the Patriot in here, and of course, the Patriot becomes the third Captain America. Mm-hmm. So, how interesting is that? Uh, created in the '40s when he appeared in the Human Torch number four. The Patriot was a former reporter who was inspired by Captain America to become a superhero. Despite his own lack of powers, Mace found the Liberty Le- founded the Liberty Legion and eventually became the third Captain America. Uh, as the show tends to do, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has put a twist on the character by infusing him with powers and turning the Patriot into an inhuman. That's exactly why he got the top job at Shield because Colson suggested the new director should take should be a powered person the public could trust, especially in the wake of Steve Rogers going AWOL. 
It's kind of interesting because in the comics, uh, Steve Rogers was the director of Shield for a, for a while, so I guess this must might be their their take on it. Yeah, well, I was I was kind of hoping that um, they brought Sharon Carter in as the director, brought her back. Yeah, since since that since since that actress has experience on TV already from uh, Scandal. Mm-hmm. I kind of round out her character too. Yeah, yeah, and then they could have done that to, quote unquote, um, help give a, a stronger female presence mm-hmm. for women on TV. So yeah. I was pulling for it. So I mean, nothing wrong there. I mean, to me, it only made sense. But mm-hmm. or or even May would have been a perfect choice. But yeah. But it's I love interesting. it. I've only caught the first episode so far, and the team's kind of split up right now in the different factions. It it is, but I'm kind of, I'm digging uh, I'm digging Ghost Rider. Yeah, they think they thought they did a pretty good. At the beginning, it kind of looked cheesy, but I think when they actually showed his face and the skull, it was pretty cool. I, I'm still not sold on the skull. Really, I thought the car looked worse at times. Yeah, I, I'm just not sold on. Uh, the uh, it, it's it's him. I'm not sold on. All right, it's the skull part. I'm not sold on. And to me, the skull looks too steel like. Yeah. Too too angular shaped. So, um, before we continue rambling on, just for the sake of rambling, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Then I'm gonna. Good. Then I'm gonna say that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. Uh, I am so glad to have a computer that is actually stable with Windows 10 and, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, this is a wrap. So until next time, want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.